0: this is eastern carolina's longest running sports radio show the brian bailey show is on the air the brian bailey show is powered by greenville utilities and also brought to you by angus grill bostic sug furniture bojangles east coast grady
1: papa john's pepsi the rickhouse greenville utilities taft taft and Hagler tiebreakers and greenville auto world and now
2: here's brian bailey happy monday everybody and welcome into our show this is the brian bailey show we've got a good one planned for you the spring football game is set for this saturday at 11 a.m at east carolina's Daddy ficklin stadium as the Pirates wrap up their spring drills, we'll preview the matchup for you with Jules Montanar. He's the defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks coach now at East Carolina starting his first season. So he's a new coach. We're going to have him in and talk Pirate football. Also, we're going to update our second chance with the Sweet 16 contest. We already have a winner before tonight's national championship game between UConn and San Diego State. So we'll have that as well. And we hope to talk to our winner coming up in just a few minutes. But the main part of our show is talking pirate football. Jules Montanar, defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks coach, joins us from his office over at East Carolina, that's coming up right after this. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a midwinter night's dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House.
3: With over 30 locations across North Carolina and southeastern Virginia, Quality Equipment is your local John Deere dealer, where you'll find everything you need for your next project. Our complete lineup of John Deere lawn and garden, agricultural and commercial worksite equipment comes with years of experience, expertise, and dedication. We know what it takes to get it done right. Stop by today or visit us online at qualityequip.com. Greenville's newest sports bar is officially open. Coco's Sports Bar, located in the old Professor O'Cool's location right off of Greenville Boulevard, has daily specials, including $2.50 aluminum bottles on Tuesdays and $1 wings on Wednesdays. Along with their great food, Coco's has great entertainment for you and the crew to enjoy with karaoke on Thursdays, a live DJ on Fridays, and live music every Saturday night. Check out Coco's Sports Bar on Facebook for the latest information on menu items, drink and lunch specials, and more. Go Pirates! Hey, Pirate Nation, this is proud ECU graduate and former baseball player Brandon Manning inviting you to join my team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Right now is a good time to review your coverage with a local trusted agent like me. I will make myself available before or after business hours, and my clients always have my cell phone number if they need anything. From home, auto, or life, give me a call today, and let's talk about your insurance coverage and about the Pirates. Call 531-1812 and go Pirates! To keep your bodies active and engaged in the activities that you love, you need a good stretch. And at Bodies in Balance, that's the mission they follow to give you the best quality of life. The team at Bodies in Balance can create a stretch or massage program that is right for you, featuring aromatherapy, hot stones, hot towels, cupping, percussion, and myofacial work at no extra cost if requested. And don't forget to mention Power Radio and get your first massage for $1 per minute and your first stretch free. Call today at 916-4530 and check them out online at BodiesinBalance.com is
1: now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. With a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serving lunch and dinner every Tuesday through Sunday and brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. What else is new? Well, they have poker every Tuesday night, Trivia Wednesday with DJ Captain Morgan, and on Friday and Saturday nights, they have live music open till 2 a.m. serving light appetizers all night long. New look, new name, same location on 5th Street. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram for more specials. 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room.
4: Wow. If it isn't the pirate captain,
0: Pirate Radio.
4: The beard's looking great, my man.
0: The voice of the pirate nation. you're listening to the Brian Bailey Show powered by Greenville Utilities providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. Alright, welcome back on this Monday. Championship Monday for the
2: NCAA Basketball Tournament, UConn and San Diego State. Bet you didn't have those two in your bracket. Let's see if Jules Montanar had them in his bracket. He is the defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks coach for East Carolina now and he's going through his first spring here at East Carolina. Coach, how how are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. How has this first spring been for you? So far, so
5: good. You know, uh, we just finished, I believe, our 12th practice. Uh, the guys are getting better every day, and I think the biggest thing, we stayed healthy for the most part, so uh, I've been very pleased.
2: When well, you were looking around at, at jobs and that kind of thing, what attracted you to Mike Houston and to East Carolina?
5: Well, um, I wasn't really looking for jobs, to be honest with you. Uh, the, the, I was at Temple this past year, and, um, you know, we didn't have the greatest season, but, you know, my family and I, we talked, and the, the thought process was we were going to hang tight and just kind of see how this thing goes. And, um, and you know, there's a, there's a coaches' convention every year at the end of the season. It starts starts around January 9th-ish, goes through about January 13th, all the – High school coaches and college coaches go, and this year is held in Charlotte, I believe. And uh, this year, I decided to sit out. I was going to spend the extra days with my family. And that that Sunday, the first day of the convention, <laughs> I'm hanging out at the house, and I get a call from Coach Houston. Uh, he had a you know uh, a DB position available, and he wanted to, he wanted to talk to me. And I told him that I, w- I, w- I would I uh, would I would think about it, talk, talk to it over my wife. Um, but uh, there's a lot of details that went in there. But to answer your question, uh, one of the main reasons I'm here is because of Coach Houston. You know, when I was at James Madison uh, back in 2016 through 18, I left him with the Texas State. He took over and transitioned. When I was cut, when as I was leaving, we talked for a minute about us staying at James Madison, and it didn't, it didn't work out. Um, you know, but we stayed in touch. It's probably more me staying in touch with him. For the last couple years, Um, and and, and again, to answer your question, I would say the reason I'm here is because of Coach Houston. He's a football coach. Uh, He's done it the right way. He's won at every level based on his resume. Um, I thought it would be a great opportunity for me to come down here and learn underneath him. And and so far, so good. You know, we're a hard-nosed football team. We practice hard. Uh, Defensively, we get after people. You know, effort-based defense. And from the outside leaking in, I, I really didn't know that. But now that I'm part of the guys, I can see why they play so hard. And a lot of it is because of the standard that the, the head coach has for us.
2: You know, you talk about family a little bit. You have two sons and two daughters. And every time you make a decision, you know, like that, as far as a job goes, it affects everybody involved. So that, that's got to be very difficult. The one real positive on this deal, though, you came to a great place in Greenville, North Carolina.
5: Absolutely, yeah. We're we're fired up by this opportunity, though. You know, you know, just like you said, family. <laughs> you know, earlier in my coaching career, when it was just my wife and I, we just pick up and leave. It was <laughs> yeah. so now, 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 you get a job opportunity. You got to consider the kids, the school, the location you're moving to. So there's a lot that goes into it. But we came down here and visited. Uh, we really like the town. as a football town. Football is really, really important. Uh, really good schools for the young ones, you know. So we, we, we're happy.
2: In doing the research on your bio, all the kids' names start with M. That goes pretty good, doesn't it?
5: Yes, sir. We got we got <laughs> four M's going on, man. We got Patrick, right. Macy, Maverick and my. Ma. We got we got all the M's going
2: on. Uh, I think Maverick's one of the great names, I guess, because of Top Gun. But every time, and Madden's got a great name too. If you think of John Madden and everything football related, so you got some great names there. Yes, sir. Thank you. Great names. All right, let's let's talk about about this spring and, and what you've seen from this Blake Harrell type defense. What's Blake Harrell's defense really like?
5: Well, like I mentioned before, you know we the guys play hard. You know that's that's the first thing I will say. May they play hard. They run to the football. We are a physical bunch of players, and. From the outside look in, you don't really know why that is. But now that I'm here, I will say number one is probably the way that we practice. I mean, we are running to the football, and Coach Houston, he does a great job of holding the whistle. So, for an example, let's say they run a run play. Well, if the first defensive guy thuds him up, well, Coach does not blow that whistle till about three, four other guys, you know, go up and, and, and tag off on him. But what it forces you to do is to run to the football. So, great pursuit. Physical and from a run standpoint, they do a great job of you know just chopping the front up, not to get all technical, but they do a really good job with the front seven um, of being really physical and making the ball bounce outside and and um, I've been very pleased you know I know we everybody there's always issues that you got to fix on, but I will say effort and toughness and physicality definitely you know stands out to me.
2: You come to East Carolina as the cornerback's coach, but with the other tag, the defensive pass game coordinator. Talk about what that includes when you sit down with Coach Harrell. You've come up with a game plan for that week. Uh, how, does, how does all that come into play?
5: Well, you know, it's going to be all hands-on deck, but I, I would say at the end of the day, you know, we've we got to come up with a great game plan of whoever we're playing. Um, you know, you've got to find out what they do really good from a passing game standpoint. Got to find out who their best players are, who their go-to players are, um, and do a great job of scheming for them. And, and I would say, and I've been doing this for my 16th year, you know, I I would say the biggest thing that I've learned is to eliminate the explosive plays and obviously you can't stop every pass. Right? And they're going to get theirs, they're going to get ours, and that's why I tell my players, you know what I'm saying, we've got to keep playing, but the biggest thing is we've got to prevent from the ball being thrown over your head. Cannot give up the explosive plays. you got to make them earn it. They throw a hitch, tackle them. They throw a slant, tackle them. They throw a dig route, get them on the ground, and play the next play. But we can't, what we can't do is allow offenses to throw the ball over your head and create explosive plays, that when you get an issue. And we also tell them this. You know, if you put it on tape early in the year, you're probably going to see it until the rest of the season until you stop it. We've got to do a great job of, you know, all the perimeter run game, you know, all the bubbles, all the screen. We've got to do a great job of getting all blocks, tackling. Um, But to answer your question, I just say ultimately, you know, we just got to do a great job of of game planning on whoever we face. And the bottom line is take the explosive plays away and make them earn it. Make them go the long, hard way. Because what we mean? And a lot of offenses nowadays—they're not patient enough to do that. Right? I mean, they—they—they're I mean, not patient enough to throw it in the flats. They're not patient enough with a hitch. You know, they want to take the home run shot. And if you can take the home run shot and make it execute, you know, in my in my experience, I felt like that 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 you know that has worked for me.
2: When you, when you look at defense, how important is the line play up front and getting pressure on that quarterback without having to blitz?
5: I think it's extremely important. If you could, if you could do that, man, you have a great day at the office. Uh, but every defense is different. Um, you know, some guys could get there with four, and some guys got to get there with five or six. But you got to mix it up, but you can't just allow the quarterback to sit back there and just pat the ball and just, you know, and, and pick what he wants. Um, but I think it's important, but you can't live in it. I think you got to mix it up. You, know, you got to show offenses that you do have the capability of bringing pressure every now and then. And when we do that when we do bring pressure, we've got we to be able to hold up on the back end. We've got we to cover and we've got to tackle.
2: And and really, when you look at, at defensive football, that's that's it's easier said than done because if you start blitzing people, and you know, then you're you're exposed on the backside, and then, but but if you can get that interior line rush, you know, that gives you such an advantage. But you know, defensive football has always been, I don't know, it's it's just been a mystery to me of, of how defenses come about because you know, it's just offenses. You kind of see what's going on. You kind of see you know who the explosive players are, but on defense Defense, you know, you can get certain people on certain situations, and, and really, you know, really have a great play. Something you guys can see that maybe us as average fans can't see.
5: Correct. Yeah, and, and to your point, I would say when you're talking about you know blitzing the quarterback and blitzing the front seven, you know what I what I find out is you got to educate the defensive backs. You know, so a lot of the time the blitzes will come on third down. Right? You know, the offense is trying to convert. We're trying to stop them from converting. You know, it's anywhere from third to six, seven, eight or nine, whatever the situation may be. So offensively, a lot of times, if it's third down and seven, hey, what you got, what you got, what we need to get the, the defensive players to understand is a lot of times you're going to get third down plays. You're not getting first and second down plays. So a lot of third downs are, their routes are going to be at the sticks. You know what I'm saying? So if it's third down and seven, that that offensive player, he is taught to run the slant at eight yards and come back at seven for a first down. All right. So conversely, defensively, you can't line up ten yards off and start backfelling, or they're just gonna throw the ball for seven yards and it's first down. So we spend a lot of time on educating the players on third down defense and also third down offense will expect a blitz on third down. All right. You got to be patient. At the, you got to be patient at the sticks. You know, it's, you know, it gets gambling a little bit because the guy, you know, have the potential to run a fade right by you. But at the same time, you're probably going to get quick game because that's what the offense has worked all week is working on slant, hitches, out. And if they don't, you know, if they hold the ball, they're going to get sacked. You know, they so, so it goes, it goes back and forth. But I think the hardest thing is just getting those guys to understand, like, look, it's 3 out of 5. They're not throwing a fade here. It's probably going to, it's it's probably going to be a slant, play the slant. Just trust me. And it takes them a while to understand That's my point.
2: Hey, you said a couple of cool things in there. Obviously, trust is one big thing. Uh is another big thing. And guys in, in the defensive backfield have to have you know, they always say short memories.
6: Oh,
5: absolutely, man. You <laughs> I tell you, man, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. You got to keep playing. Right. Man, you, I mean, you're playing against some very, very athletic guys out there. I've always said wide receivers, man, nowadays they come anywhere from 5'9 to 6'5. They're running four threes, four four, four 4'4", 4'5", 4'6", 4'7". You know, so they all come in different size, different size and speed. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who lines up in front of you. You've got to cover them. And, and again, goes back to eliminating the explosive plays. And we want to minimize the explosive plays. You may give one up every now and then, all right? But if you do, got to have a short memory, got to bounce back, got to make sure it does not happen again. And the number one fear, you know, my experience coaching defensive backs, the number one fear that most defensive backs have is to get beat deep, all right? And while doing that, while trying to stop getting beat deep, they get beat on everything else, you know, so – it just it goes back again to educating the players do a really good job with technique fundamentals take that deep ball away okay with great technique and fundamentals and when you do okay everything else hey okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just rally to it okay we'll just rally get them on the ground play the next play and eventually they're not patient enough to do that
2: how have you seen the speed of the game evolve in your coaching career
5: You know, the speed and and, and the different style of offenses has definitely evolved Um, over the last couple years. I tell people, you know, nowadays the offense that you're facing, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, generally speaking, most offenses are going to run anywhere from, you know, 60 to, you know, 65 plays per game. Uh, Nowadays you're seeing anywhere, you could see anywhere from 60 to 95 plays per game you know cuz a lot of these offenses are going fast, they're high tempo, uh, they're hurry up at the line, they're you know trying to get as many plays as possible, you know multiple wide receivers on the field, 10 personnel, 11 personnel, and then you got to be able to defend them all. You know, one week you may feed, you may face a team that's a two back team and you may go through weeks in a, three weeks in a row, you know, facing a team that's a no huddle and, and and the expectation is you got to stop them. Um, so that forces you defensively to have uh, different packages. Uh, that forces you to you know, play different guys. It forces you to um, be able to stop the run and the pass because a lot of these offenses that are spread, they're still trying to run the football. They're just doing it from a one-back set. You know what I'm saying? So you, get, you still got to stop the run, but you also got to do a great job on the outside, you know, of, of uh, eliminating the big plays out there.
2: Yeah, and really, when you look at it, it, it it goes back to you're looking at film, you know, week by week. Now, obviously, you have a lot of time to work on your opener, and you've, you're working on basics and fundamentals and that kind of thing. But you have a lot of time for that opener. But you almost have to go two and three games in with some preliminary work, don't you?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, so the, the way that it works, you know, so first game of the season, it, it, what we'll do is we'll go back and. Uh, We'll game plan. We'll watch the film from, you know, the opponent's last four games of the year, um, and kind of you know start a primarily uh, a game plan there. All right. A lot of times, if they switch coordinators, hey, that's when you have the issues. Yeah. Switch the coordinators in the first game of the season. Now you really got to do a lot of research. is trying to figure out where this guy came from and trying to watch film from his his previous stop. Um, so that's the case there. So game two, three, and four, uh, very similar. Okay? If they have the same coordinator, you go back and study the game from the previous previous seasons or the, the games they played that year. Um, or, you know, for us, I've always told my players, you know, in my experience, it takes about three to four games for us to get going with the, with the proper technique, with the proper fundamentals, eliminating the mental errors. And every year I try to cut that number down to one. Okay, let's learn our mistakes from game number one so we can pick up, you know, start playing well defensively where we need to. And after about three, or four games after they make those mistakes, then we get rolling. You know, so a lot of the bonehead mistakes guys will make or normally comes within those games. And, and, and Coach Houston also said it early on uh, a couple of practices ago. The biggest growth that you have during the season is from game one to game two. You know, first time out there, you're not playing your opponent. You went through spring football, you went through off-season training, training camp. Now, now it's time to go play somebody else. Now we can't afford to have mistakes. Now, you know, you gotta be on the same page. You gotta execute when the lights come on.
2: Yeah, that was my next point, that, that for whatever reason, in any sport, you can practice all you want, but until those lights come on, until you put that uniform on, until you run out of that tunnel, until you actually get into a game situation, you know, guys just react differently, and that's that's been something that's, that's it's always been a part of just about every sport, but it's especially right in football, because I don't know what, I mean, we all know game days are magical, the crowds are great, and, and it's really, you know, a neat time of the year. But for whatever reason, you know, and and coaches always do say that from game one to game two, teams make their most, you know, their biggest improvement because guys get a taste of it. But you would think that somebody could discover something that would get those guys that they, you know, they would be ready in game one. But And some are, you know, the experienced players are, you know, there, there are some. But as you said, there's some tricky situations out there, aren't there? Oh, absolutely, man.
5: It just. It's frustrating because you because you, you you see it coming. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the, it's almost like your kids, right? They got to make right. mistakes before, before they start listening. You can see it coming, but you know, every year, when I try to get that number down. I say, hey, the first three, four games is, is when we make our mistakes, and I try to reduce that number every year. And it's either you know me trying to do a better job coaching or them trying to do a better job listening. But we're gonna try to get that done this year, though.
2: It's almost like that commercial. I think it's Progressive Insurance, but 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 the dad says something to his son, and then the TV dad comments on it, and he goes, "I just said the same thing." But but it's just it's just different, you know. You have to get out there, you have to perform, and it's just uh, something different right there. All right, we're going to take our commercial break right now. Jules Montanar is our guest, the defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks coach over at East Carolina. The spring game is set for this Saturday, so we're going to continue on with Coach Jules coming up right after this. Yeah.
3: lucky this month at your CBD store. Make them your go-to shop for all-natural sleep, calm, recovery, and wellness products. Our trusted products are award-winning, third-party tested, and only available at your CBD store. New gifts and accessories are also in stock. Stop by and take a look. Get $10 off any purchase over $65. Just mention the code GETLUCKY10. So get lucky this month at your CBD store. Open seven days a week. Call ahead for pickup at 999-5127. Your CBD store. 420 East Arlington Boulevard. The side duck donuts
7: take control of your health today with arc point labs are you a woman interested in your overall health The ArcPoint Labs Women's Health Panel is a routine wellness check that tests hormone levels, thyroid function, cholesterol levels, complete blood count, and more. A simple blood test at ArcPoint Labs can provide some answers to why you're not feeling your best. Visit ArcPointLabs.com today or call 629-6228. ArcPoint Labs. Accurate, reliable, confidential testing. Visit ArcPointLabs.com.
4: Chico's in downtown Greenville is celebrating 40 years of business, all month long in March, with a special anniversary menu. Grab your Amiga and enjoy blasts from the past menu favorites like Cancun Oysters, Chili Dog, Costillas, and Chili Rellenos. The celebration doesn't stop with your favorite Mexican food. Drop in for one of those famous Chico's margaritas in the bar or outside on the patio. Hurry in. The celebration menu ends March 31st. Chico's, where the
7: fiesta never ends. Take control of your health with ArcPoint Labs. There are a number of hormones that are important for a male's general health, other than just the common thought of testosterone. The ArcPoint Labs overall men's health panel test for complete blood count, liver and kidney function, cholesterol, thyroid levels, and more. Get a simple blood test today by getting started at arcpointlabs.com or call 629-6228. ArcPoint Labs. Accurate, reliable, confidential testing. Visit artpointlabs.com. This is
6: Kim McNeil, head women's basketball coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.
0: You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show.
2: All right, welcome back on this Monday. Jules Montanar over at East Carolina, the defensive passing game coordinator and cornerbacks coach under head coach Mike Houston in his first year. He was at Temple last year, Florida before that. USF, lots of experience that Coach Montanar brings to this East Carolina Pirate defense, working under Blake Harrell. So we continue on. Coach, talk about your room a little bit. What do you think of these cornerbacks in East Carolina?
5: Well, uh, it's been good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. It's been good. I'm going to tell you, the first young man uh, that I'm really excited about is uh, Mr. Siobhan, uh number 28. You know, he's had a very solid spring for us. Uh, long, athletic, uh, really good speed. You know, I'm really, really excited. Me, I mean a great attitude, shows up to work every day, has a willingness to learn, very conscientious. Um, I think he's going to be able to help us. Uh, the next guy, uh, he goes by IBM. Um, another young person. <laughs> I like that. You know, yep. <laughs> he sounds like a computer. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, name, his name is Isaiah Brown Murray. But, but he's done a really good job for us. You know, very smart student in the game. Um, you know, very conscientious as well. too. He's been in the program for about a year or so now. Um, he's had a very solid spring for us. Uh, Fletcher Marshall is the next guy that we have in the room. Uh, bigger guy, longer guy. Um, he transferred in from uh, from a junior college. Um, he's been in the program for about a year or so. Um, and he's had a pretty solid spring. You know, he still has, and all these guys, we you know, still have a lots of room for improvement. Um, but but he's been good he understands the defense uh, you know got to keep working hard in in, in in that facet uh the next guy we have is uh Tymear Brown he's another transfer for UNC um highly related highly uh, rated guy uh from a recruiting standpoint at high school and um you know his dilemma has been learning the defense and at the same time we're going full speed 100 miles per hour Not you know not 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 you know not going on his speed but he has done a great job of uh you know multitasking trying to handle his academics trying to learn the defense trying to you know understand the, the new environment the head coach defensive coordinator me and and he's done a pretty good job he's, it hasn't been perfect but uh you know so far so good uh Brandon Higgs another young man that we moved from state to the corner um, he's also, you know, learning the, the position. So that has been new for him. Uh, but he plays a good effort. You know, we have some other guys in the room, Jemani Wilson. Um, you know, he, he's, he's in the room. He's doing a good job. And I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I'm forgetting.
2: You, you mentioned that some of the transfers and, and transferring has changed so much because of the portal, because of the NIL deals and that kind of thing. But, you know, transfers used to take a while to get acclimated. But now these guys, if they transfer, they're transferring to come in and, and to play and to help out right away. How difficult is it for a transfer to come in these days?
5: Well, I think it depends on the person and I think it depends on the time of the year. You know, if you, if you could get a guy, ideally, you know, for me, if you could get a guy to transfer mid-year, uh, that's the best-case scenario. And that way they go through the off-season program, they get a chance to go through class, get acclimated with the coaching staff, and also the biggest one is get a chance to go through spring football. You know, so for, by the time August gets here, it'll be their second time that they're going through, you know, uh, the, the, the fall, you know, second time going through the defense. Now, it's a little bit disadvantaged if they get here in August. It'll be the first time that they're going through the defense. And once September starts, they got to go to school, so there's a lot going on. So it normally takes some of those guys a little bit longer to get going. Um, but I would say the mid-year transfers are, are normally, the, are normally the, the, the better scenarios. And it's also on a kid-by-kid kid basis. You know, you may have a guy that's a grad transfer that's a little bit older and he's been in – Playing college football the last four or five years, he understands defense. You may have a guy that's, you know, redshirt, you know, freshman and wasn't playing at his last school, and he's a little immature and he needs uh, some time to grow up. So it's it's a kid by kid basis, uh, and it's also you know what wh- what type of situation do you have on the, on the team? Do you need, or are you, are you having this guy transfer to come in here and be a starter, or are you having this guy transfer to come in here to be a a backup, or is you having him transfer to be a rotational guy? So it normally plays itself out, but it, but I think the, the, the simplest answer, it's a case-by-case by case by, uh, basis.
2: Coach, did you ever think the NILs would get to where they are right now? And do you think that uh, Congress is talking about right now trying to regulate things, uh, does it need to be regulated?
5: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, you know, the reason why I said I don't know, I really haven't dealt with it. Uh, that much you know when i was when I was at University of Florida, it was the first year that it was the rules getting ready to be passed, and you know then you know you're talking about you know some serious coin for some of the players that we we were dealing with now the 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 last you know stops that I've been at a lot of the players that I've dealt with it really hasn't been. You know that, that that type of situation, um, and then so to, you know I, I don't I don't have the right answer for that to be honest with you. It's been, I mean, it's it's been, you know, it's it's it has been easy, but I do think it's a good thing for the players. I really do. I think it's a I think it's a good thing for the players, the high school players, the current players in college, um, all the details of how it's used. You know, I don't have the right answer for that. To be
2: honest with you, yeah. You know, I think it's great for the players as well because we went through a time I can remember where guys couldn't even have like little part time jobs before summer camp opened because of, of just the regulations and stuff going on. And and then if they did, it was all this you know people were looking over the shoulders to make sure they weren't doing anything illegal. And and but 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 they've kind of opened the floodgates, and and I don't think the NIL deals were originated to make millionaires out of college students that now that's that's what I I think they've got to put some kind of cap on it where I I think that you know they, they've got to limit it in some point although is it fair to limit it? I, I don't know it, it's a it's a question for somebody else to answer I guess right
5: yeah uh, I agree you know uh, like you said like back I, I can remember back um you know one of the one of the jobs I was at you know some players got in trouble for um signing autographs, and you know somebody was paying them fifty bucks for, for signing a couple sign a couple of footballs yeah and 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 you look at it now like was it really that big of a deal, but I guess if the rules said you couldn't do it, you couldn't do it, but my point is you know if, if a guy go out there and make fifty bucks for advertising as a as a restaurant like you know good for him um but I think all the details in between and, and now you're dealing with high school kids that want X amount of dollars to come play for your school. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't think the rules was made for, for, for that. And then now I think it's gotten to a place where they wanna reel it back in and I don't think they've got the formula quite where it needs to be. But it's like anything else, you know, I think they're gonna you gotta learn on the run. Um you know, I think eventually we'll get it right we'll get it right eventually
2: i think so too all right we got the spring game coming up on uh, saturday morning at 11 a.m so you got to get up early and the weather's not supposed to be very good so this could be a, a tricky situation this weekend but have you guys talked about as a staff what the spring game format's going to be
5: we have not uh you know i'm sure i'm sure we will sometime this week but this is my first year doing it i heard it is a really Exciting venue! I think it's. Uh, I got my family down this week. They're on spring break.
2: They'll have fun. They'll be at the,
5: they'll, they'll be at the spring game. Good. So we'll have our, uh, you know, all of our signees and their families will be here. Their current players will be here. So it'll be a good, uh, you know, head coach going to meet with them afterwards. And uh, I think they're supposed to have a like a barbecue or a, something going on. So it should be pretty good. Should be pretty good side. I'm excited about it. I know it's early morning, but I'm really excited about the spring game and see our see our guys compete uh... one last time there in the stadium
2: yeah, if the weather holds, it should be a great weekend because Pirate Baseball plays at noon uh, in game three of their series with UCF. They play Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week because of the Easter holiday. But uh, it all kind of depends on the weather. But an 11 a.m. start time, the game is supposed to go about an hour uh, at East Carolina for the spring football game. And in the past, sometimes you'll see ones versus ones, twos versus twos, uh, that kind of thing. Sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll let the players, you know, choose them up. Uh, a lot of times, and you, you've been a part of a lot of spring games, I'm sure, Coach a lot of times uh, they play for steak or beanie weenies that's always entertaining when you get a chance to do something like that but I would say this is a really important spring because especially on offense the Pirates have lost so much so I think it's it's not your typical spring where in the spring game you see the starters maybe for a series or two I think it's going to be a little different this year yeah like
5: you said I'm not, I'm not quite sure of the format but to, to your point we you know me being a new guy, we have lost a lot of production. Um and, and, and you know, they have their issues and we, we and we do too. I mean, especially in my position. And, and those reps are valuable, you know, whether it's practice, spring, game, and we can use as many reps as possible, like we talked about before. So try to eliminate some of the mistakes before game day, you know, before game time. Um but, but those reps, man, we got Tuesday. So, we got Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, we got one more week of spring football. And those days are running out. And those reps are extremely, extremely precious.
2: When you've had spring football at Temple, I guess the weather probably wasn't as good as it's been down here. But you've been in some <laughs> southern places like Florida and USF. But it's a little different than Philly, isn't it?
5: A little different than Philly. <laughs> the weather's different. The, the, the atmosphere's a little bit different. Yeah, it's, it's uh, night and day.
2: Last year East Carolina and Temple put on a show. That may have given you some gray hairs. I know it gave Blake Harrell some gray hairs last year's game.
5: <laughs> yeah, that was a battle of uh that was the battle of who 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 had the uh the better offense and the worst defense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they, they they got the ball last and uh they went down and drove it and and scored. You know, it was a good game. It was you know, I tell you what you know just my experience there you know I, I know the wins and loss column wasn't great but you know we were we were getting better as the year went on and um and ECU obviously was a really good opponent for us to play and when we and we went toe to toe mean, it was a really exciting game uh for both sides to be honest with you
2: yeah, it really was what was it like coaching in an NFL stadium like that
5: it was pretty cool you know the venue was really nice you know they did a great job i was always amazed of how you know, how great of a job they did. So we played of just keeping you know, doing a good job on the facility. So we would play on a Saturday and you know, they would, you know, flip that field around. The Eagles would be there on a Sunday and get all the proper paints. I mean they they did a phenomenal job. And that whole area, you know, that they had a pretty good baseball team. The baseball team played in the World Series. Yeah. So in some weekends you had, you know, we would have a twelve o'clock game and we're leaving around three or four o'clock, baseball is getting ready to get started. And then the Sunday, bam, you know, you got Sunday football. So there's a lot of excitement in that area.
2: It really is. The link at uh, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia and East Carolina Uh, escaped with a win over Temple and the Owls last year in that game. Jules Montanar, as we wrap things up, the defensive passing game coordinator and cornerbacks coach at East Carolina, what are some of the things you hope to see on Saturday, Coach, before we let you go uh, out of your room in the spring game?
5: Well, I would say just let them compete you know, just let them compete one last time, you know, truly like a game, um go out there and just you know do a really good job of uh, executing, you know competing in um, that way they in that way, they leave the spring ball feeling good about themselves. you know what I'm saying you don't you, you don't want to have a bad day that day because the only thing you're going to be thinking about is that particular day um but I would say just, you know, I have, I have a lot of young guys in my room, inexperienced guys in my room. I would say, like, look, you know, we got to treat this like a game. You know, let's have a great week of practice this week. You know, we've had two really good scrimmages so far. Let's have a great practice on Tuesday. Same thing on Thursday. You know, Friday, most places don't do much. And then Saturday, go out there and just lay it on the line and go out there and execute and have fun. You know, your family's going to be there. Your friends gonna be there. Go out there and make some plays and have fun and leave it all out there on the field, so we can have a great, uh, great momentum going into the offseason.
2: And then when you guys hit the offseason, you hit the ground running as coaches. You guys hit the recruiting trail, and then I think you get a little bit of time off early in the summer. I think you got camps coming up as well, but I think I think it's July that you guys get some time off, and you really have to recharge that battery during that time, don't you, coach? Because once you start with the uh, football season, you know in August, uh, summer, you know fall camp and that kind of thing. I mean, it, it goes and goes and goes
5: part of it man you know once you you better you better enjoy it (laughs) yeah better enjoy it and nowadays with recruiting you know the the way that recruiting has gotten to me it is 24 7 you know even that even that month of july where you're supposed to have vacation you you really gotta you know have your phone on and and at least you may be away but you got that phone on and you bet you and you're and you're constantly recruiting and it's part of it you know you just got to do a good job of uh when you do have those little breaks, just uh, you know, do a good job of spending with the family. But it is what it is. We're all playing with the same rules, so just, just find a way to make it happen. All
2: right, Coach, we'll, uh, we'll let you go. I know you're busy this time of the, uh, the year trying to get ready for that spring football game, but uh, we'll try to get you back maybe sometime in the fall. I'd love to have you back on once the games start cranking up, but we certainly appreciate your time. Best of luck on Saturday at the spring game.
5: Yes, sir. Appreciate
2: you guys having me. All right, Jules Montana, defensive pass game coordinator, cornerbacks coach at East Carolina. The spring game set for eleven AM on Saturday, a part of the great Pirate Purple Gold Pigskin Pig Party, all of the festivities and the barbecue and that kind of thing. It should be a great day coming up on Saturday. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back. We'll update our second chance with the Sweet 16 contest. We'll crown a champion. That's coming up next, right here on the Brian Bailey Show.
0: zero means zero at bostick sub furniture zero minimum purchase zero interest zero sales tax today at bostick sub zero gets you everything beautiful sofas sectionals and motion furniture dining sets and bedrooms then get a discount equal to double the sales tax or 72 months zero interest with zero minimum purchase plus sleep better on a new Ristonic or serta mattress with a power base zero means zero but there's zero time to waste so hurry to bostick sub furniture
4: the best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville, do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best.
0: Everybody loves burgers.
1: Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of the Brian Bailey Show and the Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates!
3: The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the Mushroom Bacon Swiss Burger, to the Jalapeno Popper Burger, to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Stattensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed.
0: You're listening to pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation go pirates arg you're listening to the brian bailey show powered by greenville utilities community-owned utilities mean local control low rates and high reliability now back to the show
2: all right welcome back to our show on this monday 12 45 if you're listening to us live and so you're just in time for the Rick House. They've got a new delicious lunch menu, Chef K's Country Luncheon, featuring the very best in country cooking, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So you better hurry. Plates are just 12 50 Hamburger steak with gravy, meatloaf, baked chicken, smoked ribs, brisket, and much, much more. Uh, our country sides include mac and cheese, collards, corn on the cob, mashed potatoes, southern greens. Much more Place just twelve fifty as we said. Keisha does a great job at the Rick House. It's Chef K's Country Luncheon weekdays from eleven to one o'clock. Twelve fifty a plate. So get you some at the Rick House. I want to thank them for being such a great sponsor of the Brian Bailey Show. All right, we have Gibby from on the line. We are ready to crown a champion in our second chance with the Sweet Sixteen contest. And Todd Gibson from WNCN joins us live to uh, brag a little bit about his great. Picks on the second chance with the Sweet 16. Gibby, congratulations. You're our winner. We're going to get you that $100 Visa gift card. We're going to get you the pizza, and we certainly appreciate you uh, playing along. You won because UConn, as you predicted, made it to the championship game, and nobody else even came close.
6: Yeah, I didn't have the guts, I didn't have the guts though to pick them to win. I think I had Alabama winning, unfortunately, but uh, but yeah, just, just the more I thought about it after I made the pick and installed them the next game, I was like, wow, that team, that team looks, has the looks of a, a national championship team, and and I I think they'll probably pull it off tonight over San Diego State.
2: Yeah, they're a seven- or eight-point favorite coming up against the Aztecs of San Diego State in that game, and UConn has yet to have a game where they didn't win by double digits, so they've been all over teams they've played in this tournament. Uh, We went over this last week, Gibby, but I know you didn't join us, but for our second chance with a Sweet 16, this is how bad our our panel performed and, and how crazy the tournament was this year. All the picks, and everybody made four basic picks, a winner in each one of the regionals, and then they made picks to win in the semifinals, and then the championship pick, and that kind of thing. We we had everybody 0 oh for 4, oh for 4, oh for 4, 1 for 4. Oh, we had three selections of 44 chances that were actually winners. That's 6.8%, almost just a little less than 7% of the games correctly Picked Ken Watlington at our news station, he picked Miami and Miami to win it all. And he uh, got shot down after Miami lost to uh, UConn in that national semifinal. Robert, one of our listeners, also had Miami in his final four. So they were up for it for a while until UConn took care of business. But Todd Gibson's the only one that had UConn do absolutely anything. And you had him go into the championship game, which they have done. So we congratulate you on that. Have you ever seen a crazier tournament than this
6: one? No. No, none, none whatsoever. I was thinking about that. Just, there was just there was no star power as far as you know. Star power meaning uh, team programs in in the in the Final Four, which is just amazing. But it, it's kind of neat uh, to see these different teams. I mean, FAU and San Diego State. It's, it's it's just it's just amazing to see these teams that have you know made it to the Final Four that that never make it to the Final Four. So it, it's been a it's been a crazy. It really has been a crazy um, a tournament and. Uh, Uh, It it, it was hard to hard to predict that anything like this could possibly happen. It's just amazing.
2: Well, you know, if if you start your bracket, you know, w- when the pairings come out, and you pick a nine, two fives, and a four to make your final four, you, you're the laughing stock. But I mean, I mean, it, there's there's no rhyme or reason to what happened this year that I can figure out. It just seemed like it was just one crazy. Uh, so, somebody on t- uh, TikTok or Twitter, one of them, this weekend. I was just kind of, you know, looking at stuff, and and the guy said, you know, all this stuff started when that little Virginia guard threw that crazy pass. <laughs> and, and got every and maybe he's right because that's whenever the wheels started falling off the entire
6: tournament. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the, the guy who threw it, uh, Kill Clark, Right. He, he, he's the last guy you would think would have made that pass. Yeah. Because he's, well, he's been there for, what, 10 years or
2: something? He made the greatest pass in Virginia basketball history against the Purdue Boilermakers to help get Virginia to the Final Four, the year they won the national championship. And then he threw the worst pass in Virginia basketball <laughs> history because and that that game, you couldn't lose that game unless you did one thing, and that's exactly what they did. So yeah. uh, that, was, that was a little different there but congratulations you to,
6: admit, to it, 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 you have to admit it's been fun it's been oh, fun yeah. all these upsets it really has
2: <laughs> what did you think if you had a chance to watch the women's game yesterday I'm interested to hear some opinions on that because I think that that and when the ratings come out I think that they they probably did very well uh, but what did, you, what did you think of the officiating in that game
6: I, I got to watch the. Uh, I, I was busy yesterday and I got to watch a lot of the second half of it I think the, the bad officiating Came, most of it came in the, the first half, if I'm not mistaken. But it, uh, but whatever. I, yeah, it was. And I went on Twitter, and I'm, I'm looking at this, and, I'm, and, the, and the only thing people are talking about was the officiating. But the, the parts that I watched, it was like, yeah, it was not very good. And and to tee tee up the, the Clark girl for yeah, that was
2: hours, that was terrible. Was, that
6: that that, that it, technical foul
2: really affected the game, and it was just there wasn't anything to it unless she said something and before, on occasion she didn't say anything and, and Mulkey the coach over at LSU she went besides the fact that her clothes were crazy but she went absolutely nuts on a play and actually bumped an official during play and didn't even get a warning. Didn't even get a look. No. Look back. I mean, no. no and,
6: uh, yeah, and that's, that's that's that was the deal. On, that was a big deal on Twitter, right? They they said, how can you call that technical when when the coach is out there grabbing a, grabbing an official? And, right? And I and I just, I just kept reading all these all these comments on Twitter, and, and and it's a shame because it didn't seem like they had the best officials for that game. And no. Why Why would you not have the best officials in a championship game? Uh, and and for for that to overshadow. The game, the officiating, and then know what the LSU players said after the game about Clark, and just it's just it was just you know it was, it was kind of a mess. But I tell you what, people were tuning in, right? Sure, play, and they were that that's the girl they wanted to see play, and for the officials to to take her out of the game like that is was just mad. It's just nuts. I mean, don't don't give her anything, but right. Fine. I mean, you know, don't 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 be picky on, on some of those those fouls and everything keep her you want to keep her in the game because that's who everybody came to watch
2: yeah, and, and you think about you know the interest in women's basketball, and they've struggled trying to find a spot. They used to go with the Sunday national semifinals, and then the sh- Tuesday national championship game, and then they I think they've gone kind of back and forth. But I think they seem to like you know where they're at right now with all the attention on that Sunday, and, and they had a lot of attention in that game. And I think it was just a uh, just a shame. Now, now in your neck of the woods, uh, since we're talking women's basketball, Duke had a game where, where they played with the wrong ball for a half. Did you get a chance to cover that game or you hear anything about
6: it? I uh, I'm pretty sure that was that was a road game for them but just just to hear hear that that they thought they played with a I don't and it's never I don't know if it, they've ever come to, to the realization if it in fact was the wrong size ball. I don't know I, but but I I know the coach was <laughs> was really upset about that and uh, she she's the kind that can get a little upset about the different things that that you wouldn't think that she should get you know, upset about, but so I don't, I, I don't know if she made too much about it or not, but uh, they could never, they never really did. I think pin down the fact that was it a was it a official ball or wasn't it
2: so- it was almost in inflategate with Tom Brady again but it was uh, the men's ball instead of the women's basketball but 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 it but really you know if you take a, a step back it was good for women's basketball to get all the attention and people are still talking about it which is really really good some of the th- and the other thing about you know the girl pointing to the ring finger and you know some some of the you know lack of sportsmanship but I think that went back and forth I think a highly contested game like that you're gonna get some stuff like that uh, but but just I I just thought the officials and, and part of that was the officials letting it get away because when, 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 if you ever see a coach I don't care who they are if they are as animated as she was they're teed up immediately most of the time
6: they are they are and and, and she's been getting away with that for years is from what I understand uh, you know, when she was at Baylor she did the same thing yeah. she got away with it. And, and and it's almost like the they're afraid they're afraid of right. It's like and there's, she's the Coach K of, of, of <laughs> uh, women's basketball. Is what, what I was hearing on on Twitter and as I was you know looking around at, at different uh, uh, things that people were saying about the game. But uh, but yeah, she. There's a couple times in that game where she should have at least been reprimanded or said, "Hey, look, you need to stay in your box you know move back or or whatever." That probably might have cleaned up a little bit, but knowing her, probably not. She would have kept doing what she was doing anyways.
2: Who you got tonight? UConn and San Diego State.
6: Well, oh, I got to go with UConn. Yeah, I think it'd be a huge. I think it'd be a big upset. But the San Diego State man, give them credit for getting there. Wow, it's it's been amazing, and they they could win tonight too. But it's just UConn's just been playing at another level, and it's just. You know the inside, outside. They're they're doing whatever they want to, playing great defense, scoring at will, and um, it, it's been it's been amazing watching watching how how good uh, how good they've been. It's uh, they're 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 really. I didn't realize they were that good of a team coming into it. And I, I wish I would have gone back and you know when I when I was first picking the 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 original picks, so picking them to to go all the way. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but but they've been they've been. They've been on quite a roll. There's no question about that.
2: Tristan Newton, the former East Carolina Pirate, had uh, I think he had seven points in the national semi He mean, had a big three uh, in the first half of that game. But uh, it's 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 nice to see him having success. And now tonight, he's playing for a national championship.
6: Wow! And You yeah. wonder if these kids kids you know transferring out and it's working out for a lot of them, and some of them it doesn't work out. But it seems like. For most of them, it, it's, it's working out when they make that move. But like you say, they, it's, the grass isn't always greener, but but it seems like when the kids are moving, they, they they make good decisions. That's kind of what I'm seeing.
2: All right, Todd Gibson joining us. He's our winner of our second chance with the Sweet Sixteen. Gibby, thanks so much for uh, taking part in our contest. Congratulations. We'll get that out mailed out to you and enjoy that and uh, think about your fine folks in Greenville that you're you're taking stuff <laughs> from because you you win that contest. We certainly appreciate it.
6: Uh, thanks Brian Always good
2: talking to you uh, Alright that's Todd Gibson We'll take a final break right now We'll come back We'll wrap up this edition Of the Brian Bailey Show Right after this
3: Pirate Fest Presented by Optimum Offers a full day Of piratical tomfoolery This free event includes 75 vendors, food trucks, art demos, mermaids, and of course, pirates. Join us on Saturday, April 15th, from 11 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. for live pirate reenactments, great food, and so much more. Finish off the day with a concert on the Town Common from country music artists Maddie and Tay. For more information, visit PirateFestNC.com. It's going to be awesome.
4: Your vehicle is a big part of your life. That's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all your vehicle needs. Greenville Auto World believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Visit GreenvilleAutoworld.net to see their fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. Need a lift kit, custom rims, or wheels? Greenville Auto World can upgrade your vehicle today. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville.
6: Papa John's just flipped pizza night on its head. This is the new crispy parm pizza, and it puts toasted parmesan where it's never been before, on the bottom. Introducing the crispy parm pizza only from Papa John's.
4: Hey Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates. East Coast Grading and
1: Utilities is your source for clearing, hauling dirt and concrete work. East Coast Grading and
4: Utilities handles all sewer and water issues as well. I'm David Vaughn. Whether putting in a new subdivision or helping you with any and all of your drainage problems, I can get the job done. Call me at 5 5-
1: No job is too big or too small. East Coast Grading and Utilities. Friends helping friends. 531-7494 for East Coast Grading and Utilities.
3: Wally's 2 Kettle Corn in Winterville is where you can find the tastiest popcorn around. Make it a movie night at home with Wally's 2 Kettle Corn. They have over 50 flavors to choose from, including classics like cheddar, caramel, and my favorite, better butter. Or try their specialty flavors such as Chicago Style, Wintergreen Mix, and MJ's Cheesecake. Wally's 2 also caters, so if you're hosting a party or event, satisfy your company with delicious popcorn. Check them out on Facebook or stop by and see Wally today on Fire Tower Road across from Sam Jones Barbecue. Wally's 2 Kettle Corn. Make it a poppin' day. In studio today with Frank Lee with the Appliances Superstore. Frank, why should people go see you?
4: We make buying appliances easy. Just that simple. We have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. We offer a 12-month warranty on our appliances, plus we deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones come visit us at the appliances superstore off 264 behind the new dmv or shop us online at appliances remember we make buying appliances easy at the appliances superstore this is ecu head baseball coach cliff godwin and you're listening to pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation
0: you're listening to the brian bailey show powered by greenville utilities working for our community not for shareholders now back to the show
2: all right welcome back to our show as we wrap things up well, i want to make a quick announcement the pirate spring game preview will be streamed exclusively on wnct.com it's presented by ecu health but it's coming up on saturday saturday at ten thirty. where's that coming from I'm getting bad in my ears. All right, so we got some technical difficulties going on. It just I mean seriously, I was talking and it just went crazy blaring. You didn't hear that? Wow, that's different. Anyway, all right, Pirate Spring Game Preview on WNCT.com. That's at 10.30. Uh, Spring Game starts at 11 a.m. coming up for Pirate Football. I want to thank Jules Montanar, defensive pass game coordinator and cornerbacks coach, for being with us today. Also, congratulations to Todd Gibson, our second chance with the Sweet 16 winner. That's our show. We'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show.
0: This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill,
1: Bostick Sug
0: Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's,
1: Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler,
0: Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.